the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Abolition Radio, the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails, inviting you to join the fight to end human trafficking. Look in me eyes to see. Look in me straight to leave. You give me all I need. So give me courage to believe. Each week, Abolition Radio sheds light on the darkness of modern slavery, celebrates the work of abolitionists who are fighting for freedom, and equips the church to engage in the work of justice with hope rooted in God's Word. Our goal is to see a radio audience become an army of gospel activists. You're in the neighborhoods we live in. You're in the ones we're passing by. You're in the ones we call our neighbors. And the ones who still sleep are Now here's the host of Abolition Radio, founder and executive director of Love Never Fails, Vanessa Russell. Thanks, Dave, and welcome to Abolition Radio, the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails. We're in the studio today with a special guest all the way from Wisconsin. Yes. I'd say that, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. <laughs> And of course, I have in studio with me my partner in comedy, I mean, justice, uh, Vanita Hopkins. Hello, everybody. I'm excited about today, as usual, but even more today. So Benita really pulled something out of her hat today, and it's more than a rabbit, let me tell you. It's it's really awesome. Um, Today, we have with us Stanley Osei. Is that how you pronounce it? That is how you pronounce it. Yay! I got it right. <laughs> good, actually. Okay, Stanley Osei from Accra, Ghana, who's married to Brittany Osei, and they live together in Manasa, Wisconsin, right? Yeah, and, that uh, is good. And and your role in Wisconsin and what sort of what brought you there, you, you, you are currently a teacher's assistant at Rawhide Boys Ranch, which has yeah. been a boys ranch for the last 51 years, dependent on God, inspiring and equipping young at-risk youth um, and helping them getting back to sort of a, a place of restoration, a place of, of uh, healing and, um, and, and integrating back into the community. Is that right? That is perfect. That is correct. Yeah. You, you know, Vanessa, I just have to jump in here. You know how we are always talking about people using their gifts and right where they are yeah. um, to end this fight against yeah. trafficking, right? Yeah. Well, Stanley and I met on my very first trip to Ghana. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. And, Stanley was leading uh, their mentoring program where they mentor the families in the community who a lot of times their children go to Faith Roots Academy there on the grounds of City of Refuge Ministries. Uh 
And um, he was heading that up at that time. And there was this beautiful young lady who worked at the creche in the nursery. And that was his. Yes, that was his new wife, Brittany. And um, so I got to meet both of them. And they're both working, you know, um, mission work in what they love. She loves children and he loves mentoring people. And as we know, um, uh, Corm you know, rescues primarily the male boys out of the fishing industry. They are outside of Accra in the Lake Volta region. So I just think it's so great to see how now Stanley lives here in the States with his wife and he's still continuing. They're both still continuing their passion and have noticed so much trafficking in their area and have inquired and want to do something about it. Well, I'm sitting, I've got tears in my eyes. I am like gasping for air here because, uh, you know, you have these moments where you know God is in it. Mm-hmm. When you yeah. know that God has or- or- ordered your footsteps, where you know that you know <laughs> that he has a plan and a purpose for yep. your life. This is one of those moments, again, for me. This happens all the time. Yes. But it's just, I can't get used to it. Mm. I, I'm, uh, you know, these prophetic moments. Mm. Where God reveals, okay, wait a minute, hold on a minute. A few years ago, Mm. you were talking to Stanley in Mm -hmm. Ghana, Mm -hmm. serving with he and his wife, Mm -hmm. serving the boys Mm -hmm. that were being trafficked Mm -hmm. in Ghana. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then they came here (laughs) to Wisconsin, (laughs) right? Right. And now they're serving young men who may be perpetrators of trafficking or Mm. at risk for that. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Or buyers, mm-hmm. or potentially trafficked mm-hmm. young men, mm-hmm. and then the, the clincher, and I'll I'll let it out of the bag right now, is that I had the good fortune of having a meeting with Bart Starr Jr. when he was here for the Super Bowl prayer breakfast. Wow, that that just blows my mind right there. <laughs> and he yes. told me all about Rawhide. Wow, and his passion for the boys. And he kept saying, I don't know how we're going to connect mm. what I'm doing because I'm so committed to my boys mm-hmm. in Wisconsin. Wow. I don't know how I could make free up more time for Love Never Fails to get involved with what wow. I'm wow. doing. In an, and here comes Stanley wow. from Ghana. Wow. Uh, you know so what? Ordained. <laughs> this wait, is so ordained. Wait, so What you may not know is the school where um, Stanley works is named after Bart Starr himself. Wow. Bart Starr Jr.'s dad. Yeah. Star yeah. Academy. Star Academy. Is oh, the name of his school. <laughs> I am so insanely oh, just, yeah. oh my God. Let's just stop the show. We're gonna we gonna start dancing. We're gonna start Woo! come on, let's dance. Woo, come on. So Stanley, how did this happen? Take break it down. How did you got, like gotta break it down? Yeah, break yeah, it down. Break. You know, it's it's such a God thing. And I'm so glad that you guys are mentioning that a lot because that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to go back, my wife did uh, missions in, in Ghana with crew, formerly Campus Crusade for Christ. Yes. And they were a stint team. They were going to be there for a year. And they were eating at KFC. <laughs> so at KFC, oh my. this lady in a shirt with that Micah six eight oh seven eight scripture that oh, says love love mercy. Yeah, right. Come yeah. walk humbly. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. With little feet. Wow. On there. And 
she just could not help it. She walked over and asked her, hey, my name is Brittany. Uh, what do you guys all do? I saw this shirt and it, it just attracted me. That happened to be Stacy Omorife. Oh, my uh, goodness. Co-founder of yes. the Ministries. Shout out so, to John Bull and Stacy. Woo-woo. Yeah. Uh, wow. That's actually how come we met the ministry. And wow. I got there because uh, our passion for mm-hmm. or even getting to know about the issue of trafficking started there. Right. Uh, and, and since then, it's it's been amazing. We we felt like we cannot... Um, mm live a life and not pay attention. It's just like what they say, if, if you, your eyes get open to it, that's you right. can never shut it. That's mm. right. I'm a witness. Mm. Yeah, that is yeah. so true. So we got here and, well, mainly Auntie Benita, you would know, because we, we got married in Ghana. And, right. Uh, we had to do the American ceremony for the family to know. So that was actually the main reason why I came here. Right. So I came, and then we got married, and actually before we even did it, I, I was here, and I was like, what can I do? Mm-hmm. What can I do? And my mother-in-law suggested Rawhide. Ah. Yes. Wow. I I looked it up, and it was such a perfect mm-hmm. It sure is. Perfect, yes. I applied. I got the job. I got here, and you would not believe an amazing group of people mm-hmm. working at the school. Wow. So open. Um, the, the principal, Dan Burr, has been so open to the issues of human trafficking. Classrooms are actually being open for me to go and, and, and talk about CORM and what we do. So wow. To, to say the God thing is, is, is just on point. And they have like, you guys point. have like nine or ten houses, right, on the campus for the young we men? Do. We do. Yeah. So it's also wow. a residential program. Yep. There's treatment, so we have counselors and uh, social workers on the campus who work with the students. There are homes where we have uh, house parents yeah. wow. who work with them, and then there is the school. So okay. I work in the school as a teacher's assistant. So I have a question. Do yeah. you, Because of these homes, do you ever get people from out of state to come to be residents there? So for Boys? now, I know for sure that it's, Within state, okay, all over the state, yes. The reason I ask that yes. is because we have a dire need for male housing, mm-hmm. and I was wow. just curious. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Well, that's that's definitely something I can I can look into. Can pray about that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But I think off the top, honestly, off the top, what's coming for me is bringing protect to the to the boys' ranch. Mm-hmm. And and educating the boys, yeah. because, you know, when you uh, touch a young man's life uh, that is at risk for being a trafficker, uh, on average, a yeah. trafficker will traffic between two and 31 women in his lifetime. Mm. And not only is is their lives are their lives impacted, but his is as mm-hmm. well, because mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. very harmful to him mm-hmm. to to orchestrate that mm. process. Mm-hmm. It's and that's something that I really um, we're, I'm in this season right now, Stanley. And, and you know what? We're going to take a break because I want to I want to tell you about an awesome opportunity that I have wow. right now to work with wow. a, a previous exploiter and oh. to uh, hear from him. And I want you I want the listening audience to hear what yeah. a young man experiences when hmm. he exploits a, a person. Hmm. Wow. And, and let's then let's map that back to Rawhide and see what your thoughts are. So we'll come right back and we'll okay. listen to another session of Abolition Radio. Awesome. 
We'll be back with more Abolition Radio right after these messages. Welcome back to Abolition Radio, where you are invited to join the fight against human trafficking. And welcome back to Abolition Radio, the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails. We're in the studio today with Stanley Osei from uh, Rawhide Boys Ranch in Wisconsin. He is talking with us about how his journey in this area of of, uh, serving young men and also dealing with the issue of human trafficking started back in his days in Ghana. Uh, with he and his wife, Brittany, as, and then it's just sort of continuing on in the U.S. at the boys, uh, Rawhide Boys, uh, ranch. And, uh, just for those who didn't hear the last segment, what's amazing about this is that I had, uh, the opportunity to meet with Bart Starr Jr., uh, after the Super Bowl prayer breakfast, which was hosted by the, the, the Starr family. And, um, I had the opportunity to meet with them and, and share the vision for Love Never Fails and our housing program and our education program with Protect. And, um, he was, you know, Bart Starr Jr. was, 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 uh, it was really excited about what we were doing. Um, fortunately, he felt like he couldn't get too directly involved at the time because of, uh, the, his father's fa- health was failing, mm-hmm. and also um, he just was, he said, "I'm so committed to the to the boys at our boys ranch, and I don't want to do anything that would distract me." Well, here we are, <laughs> um, you know, however many months later, um, and speaking with Stanley, and who happens to be working at Rod, so really, you know, God doesn't he he's tenacious, isn't he? He don't, <laughs> yes. he don't take no yes. for an answer. It seems like he just later. Yes. he just pushed that thing through. Yep. So so with that in mind, um, I uh, you know I want to share because when he was telling me about the his heart for the the young men there at the ranch. Um, you know, my heart is just like, like, so there. And mm-hmm. I, I envisioned those nine houses, nine or 10 houses on, uh, on the campus, uh, at the ranch that, you know, were filled with these young men, t- you know, teenage boys that, uh, we, I would love to reach. I would love to talk to. I would love to share about, about what trafficking is and what abuse is and, and how having been abused, so some of the statistics that I've, you know, I've really absorbed around how, how when a young man is abused, what what the responses that he meets uh, from the community, how that uh, response actually propels him into the next either place of healing or into the place of addition, you know, uh, recurring trauma. And potentially how that can impact him and, and create an opportunity to um, make an abuser out of him. Mm. And, you know, and I think that's it's not just a, a a guy thing. It would happen to girls only when girls are abused. We meet a much more empathetic, uh, sympathetic uh, response oftentimes. Mm. And so, you know, thinking statistically speaking, if you look at the DePaul School of Law, there's a study that was done on traffickers, which were predominantly males. And it showed that, you know, um, somewhere in the 80 percent of uh, males that were exploiting people had been um, in, in households where there was domestic violence. It showed that 88 percent of those males that were exploiting others had been abused as children. It showed that exploiters will go on to exploit two to 31 people in their lifetime. Uh, 
and that and what happens to their emotional compass as a result of doing the exploitation. And so that's where in the last segment I was telling you about a young man who would like to come forward and actually is going to be allowing me to interview him. Uh, for purposes of documenting his experience Mm. so that others will see. I think we like to villainize Mm. our young men, especially our African-American and Latino young men and say, you know what, you know, it's just in you. Mm. You know, you're just, you know, and I shared in in last week's um, uh, uh, show about mass incarceration and Mm -hmm. how uh, percentage wise, uh, there is a three X the number of African-American males that are incarcerated in our country Mm. compared to their um, Latino or um, white counterparts. And so three X. So it's like, why is that? And Mm. I think. One of the main reasons is there isn't an appropriate trauma-informed response Mm. when they come forward with whatever has happened to them. There's not an appropriate response and there isn't a safe haven like the like the Rawhide Boys Ranch where they can get nurtured and loved on and taught and retrained in some of these, these, um, you know, basic necessities. And I'll, I'll tell you a little bit more about the story that's going to come forward, but what have you seen on the, on the ranch? Stanley, and, and am I talking out of the side of my neck or is this making sense? Oh, it does. It does. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, with, with our ranch, I would, I would definitely tell you, I have seen restoration happen. Um, this is a 50 something year old ministry. And every now and then we have alumni come through and speak to students who are there today. Mm. And when you hear the stories, it's just amazing. Kids who didn't think, think they'll make it to 18 or 20. Mm. Kids who were abused. Kids who were scared to go back home. We, we, we've had kids uh, since I've been here, and I've been here just a short time. Uh, we've had kids who doing great with their program, but getting close to it and not scared. They're nervous. They're like... I don't want to go back to the same place mm. because of the abuse and everything that goes on. And somehow Rawhide has been such a safe haven for mm. kids to even be vulnerable. I bet. Um, and, and I'll share this quick, quick story uh, related to the, the trafficking issue. One of the, the teachers, the, actually the art, the art teacher, she, she's amazing, Miss Terry. Um, every morning she prays with the kids, and that's something that goes on in all the classes. But she opened up a class for me to share about trafficking. And, and while I was doing it, I was just looking at the face of these kids who, uh, I don't know, I'm from Ghana, and, and in Ghana, respect is really demanded. Like, kids, you can hardly cuss at, at an adult. Mm-hmm. But every now and then you have these kids cussing and doing all that, you know, because you can't blame them, you know, you know their background. Mm-hmm. But I was sharing about city of refuge and kids, the situation of the kids there in Ghana. And I can, I can, I could see compassion. Mm. I could see a sense of justice. Mm. All the questions they were asking, like, this is wrong. They really do that. So what'd y'all do about it? Mm. And, and it made me think like, these are kids who some are gang related. Mm-hmm. Some are coming from places where all they know is be tough. Mm-hmm. And make it whatever means it, it it takes for you to make it. Just make yeah. it by any means necessary. Yes. Yeah. And I thought if if they could see, if they could be restored, you're probably uh, helping get 
a future trafficker, like uh, it, any of these kids could end up being traffickers mm-hmm. if a place like Rawhide did not um, exist for them. So it's it's amazing that you, you talk about more education, more information, and, 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 and that's very true. Even the, the vulnerability for kids here to, to come out and say, hey, I have been going through this at home. Mm-hmm. Um, where can I go? Who can I run to? What, what's the next step if I get home? Because um, that's the piece I think Rohide's doing well now, connecting with communities, because when kids leave here, what do they go back to? Right. You know, like, Who's out there to 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 reach them? Right. Yeah. So yeah. I, I agree with you. I think it's it will be great to to have that reach us here as well. Um, in a good way. In hearing you share that story, wouldn't it be powerful to take some of your boys there at the ranch to Ghana to serve yeah. at Corm? Wouldn't that be powerful? Stop! Stop, Benita! Stop, <laughs> Auntie! <laughs> What you doing? I mean, that, that's the picture that came to yeah. mind when you it shared was, that it story. It was in my mind as well. Yeah, it was so in my mind. We have to work you on that. What? I have actually started conversations with um, Phil. Oh yes. Uh huh. Yes. 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 We were there together again this time. Oh, you you were. Yeah. yeah I remember for the anniversary. Now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I talked to him, and and this was because you know one advantage I guess I have with uh, breaking in conversations with the kids here is, is the Africa thing. Yes, hey, yeah. about Africa, and, yeah. and so that helps me, opens the door for me to speak right. to them. And, and I bet, do that. I bet. I had one. I had one kid who was like, "Hey, I really want to go to Africa. Let's do that." Yeah, I know. So, so that that's such a great idea. It's it's. It's one of the reasons why I also reached out to you, Benita, because, you know, you got to start somewhere. Yeah, yes. You got to start somewhere. Well, I feel like I, I want to be more structured and more prepared, and, and, and there's something definitely, I believe, that can come out of that. Yeah. Well, and let me, let me tie this together for you. So one of the things in yeah. our 11th grade curriculum for Protect is a community service project. Yes. And so it's oh, all wow. about going... Yeah. I'm sorry. In in the eleventh grade, what you do is you do a historical uh, walk through, and it's so amazing, Stanley, when you watch the kids because wow. you start talking about historical slavery, and you know, and and bringing people here from Ghana and and many countries, African countries, as well as um, you know, uh, Latin America mm-hmm. and and wow. you know, Ireland, um, Europe, even. Europe, yeah. you know, so on. Mm-hmm. And so we talk about how they were brought here and all the things that happened and the branding mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. uh, removal of uh, your personal identity and things like that. And the kids will have already received the human trafficking training. So wow. initially, they're not seeing the correlation. Mm. And then we snap them and together, you put it together, and they wow. go, "Whoa, yeah, whoa, amazing! That is amazing!" And then they go, "Whoa, what are we gonna do about this?" <laughs> and that's when we put them on the plane with you to yeah. Ghana to go yeah. and see what we're gonna do about yeah, this. Definitely, yeah. you know. Definitely. And 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 the more we uh, provide opportunities, not for their own person, not just for their own personal enrichment, mm-hmm. but yeah. for giving back, mm-hmm. for a heart, a compassionate mm-hmm. heart mm-hmm. that goes 
to the to the nth degree mm-hmm. to express love and value mm-hmm. and importance to whoever. Right. Uh, the the uh, man. Jeez. Love it. Yes. Oh. Okay. So we're doing that. So let's just that's that's happening. Yeah. <laughs> we, I'm putting that down. Yeah. 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 Right now. Yeah. I'm putting it down. <laughs> oh, Auntie is always she's always stirring up some stuff. So okay, we're gonna come back. We're gonna take a little break. Um, right. And thank you for listening to Abolition Radio. We'll be back with more Abolition Radio right after these messages from our sponsors. Welcome back to Abolition Radio, where you are invited to join the fight against human trafficking. And welcome back to Abolition Radio, the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails. We're in the studio today with Stanley Osei who, from the uh, Rawhide Boys Ranch in Wisconsin and also pre- uh, originally from Ghana, yeah. where he's done uh, work to address the issue of human trafficking city there. City of Refuge. With Corm. City of Refuge, yeah. Corm. And um, as you know, our very own uh, Benita Hopkins has also gone out multiple, three times, right? Mm-hmm. To Ghana. So yeah. So, um, so tell me a little bit. So talking about what's going on. Well, actually, before we shift to Ghana, because I want to talk a little bit about what you, you both have did there in Quorum. I see, um, that, uh, the, you know, the, there's these nine, nine or 10 houses that are out there. And, and I heard during the break, the ages are 11 to 17 in those, in those, uh, on the ranch. Stanley? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Um, we, the, yeah, the ranges of, mm-hmm. Ages. ages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 11 to about 17. Perfect. Um, for, for the houses, I, I know we have uh, about six of them. Right six? Now. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. on the ranch. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm speaking into the future. <laughs> Nine or ten. <laughs> I remember it being Amen. a lot. Amen. Yeah. Rawhead has such a huge space here, like mm. land that's not yet developed. And, and every day we drive through, we're like, ah, I wonder what's going to come up over there. Over there. <laughs> wow. well, maybe Love there. Never Fails will have some, some yeah. bungalows over there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that would be great. Yeah. Wouldn't that be something? Oh, that would be great. Be awesome. <laughs> oh, and, my uh, gosh. The REAP program, uh, they, that, that's like therapy with the horses for the kids. Oh, yeah. the whole oh my for that. Then the treatment center. Mm. So, yeah, it's more holistic when mm-hmm. I look at it. They try to approach it from every side here. That's cool. Yeah, I was going to ask you. So programming wise, I know that um, you have a degree in psychology, but you're a teacher's assistant, right? So are you teaching an teacher. academic a course or are you? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. And, and and my my work here, um, I remember the first time I talked to the principal, I told him, Sarah, I, I, have, I have never taught before. I especially teach um, troubled kids. What am I going to do? And he's like, Stanley, presence, presence. Mm. Mm. And I respect him so much because he's such a spirit-led leader. Um, he was like, presence, we need your eyes and your ears, but mm. just you being there. Mm. And, and it's been amazing because every now and then I get windows where like, I'm walking a kid to the bathroom or um, a kid can't sit in class. He, he has to let out some steam a little bit, I walk him through the hallway, and we have this wonderful conversation, mm. you know, and, and, and so for me, it's also like ministry and work together, so yeah. that that's, it's been a blessing, yeah. Wow, wow. Yeah. that's so beautiful, just you being able to use your discernment and let Holy Spirit help you as you mm-hmm. walk down the hall or walk to the restroom, 
Wow. Oh, yeah. That's, that's oh, yeah. what a blessing. Teacher's assistant, Holy Spirit assistant, huh? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. But, Teach me. <laughs> but look what's, what's going to be happening and how you are going to be used yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Ooh, yeah. yay. Yeah. Okay. So let's reach back a little further. So you're originally from Ghana, right, Stanley? Yes. And yes, what, what part? I am from the eastern region. Uh, my dad's from the eastern region of okay. Ghana. Yes. And okay. my mom is from the greater Accra. Okay. So your mom yes. was from Accra. Gotcha. Yes. But gotcha. I was raised in Accra. Okay. okay. You're raised in Accra. Yes. Okay. Yes. And so, um, and so what sort of started this interest in uh, serving, you know, young men that were being, you know, being enslaved in the fishing community? You know, I would give the credit um and really the, the thanks to John Boo Omorifi and Stacy Omorifi. Yeah, I I and funnily enough, they're not Ghanaians. It's, right. It's so amazing. <laughs> right. Um, they're not what? I, Ghanaian. Oh, they're not Ghanaian. John Boo is Nigerian. Well, yeah. 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 But the love for the people. Yes. And it's not just words. I've seen John, and, and, and there's a video on YouTube where you'd see him at a rescue mission, and he's actually, and the passion, mm-hmm. he's almost crying mm-hmm. in his spirit for the injustice that he sees. And I, I lived with him for a while, mm-hmm. uh, worked with him, and so I saw this every single day. Um, so I, I'd say yes, it was modeled for me, and they, they of course, taught us a lot about uh, the trafficking issue, gain awareness. I was actually sent on a conference, um, and, and yeah, something funny about that conference. It was put together by Walk Free, the Walk Free organization. Mm-hmm. And I was there, and um, this guy gave a presentation. At the end of it, he put a quote by, I think, Desmond Tutu that said, uh, we're not free unless everyone Everyone is free. free. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And I put up my hand. Mm-hmm. And I was like, um, I think I, I disagree with that statement a little bit. Mm-hmm. And all eyes were watching me. And these <laughs> were like government officials, people in uh, like higher places there. Mm-hmm. I can only have had that confidence because of John Boo. John Boo has no fear mm-hmm. when it comes to the things of God. And he knows that this is truth. Yes. So I put up my hand because we had gone on a mission, like a rescue mission in the Voltogen. And to our amazement, we heard that there was an organization that came there and they actually paid for the freedom of the kids. Freedom in quote, I would say. And mm. we knew that was totally wrong. But mm. from the investigation, we found out this organization did that so they would have the statistics to back it. Mm. So my... my train of thought was like, I wish we all really want to end human trafficking. Yes. We all really want to be out of it, our jobs, like, like, yes, not be needed. Anymore. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and ever since I, I, I'll be honest with you, I feel like wherever I am, I, I, I have that desire to see it. Like, what can I do? Can I? That's why I'm so blessed, Benita, that you, you, you want to like shed light on that. If, if a Ghanaian, I don't even understand this culture completely, mm-hmm. but somehow I believe that there has to be something I can do. Like, if it's just show pictures of K 
chasing trafficking from Ghana to at-risk youth in America, that, that that's doing something. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody can do that something. Everybody can do something. They have exactly. something that they can make a difference with. Definitely. Definitely. So so uh, just to answer your show, John Boo Morphe and Stacey Morphe would be would be where the passion started from. Yes, yes, yes. So thank you, John and yeah. Stacey. We yeah. appreciate yeah. You yeah. stirring up Stanley. Oh, my goodness. And, uh, you know, and, and it's so funny because I know exactly the eyes of, you know, full of tears and the heart that breaks. I know that heart that John mm-hmm. had because I, too, have it. And it's it's a uh, it. I can't even describe it. Mm-hmm. I can't even explain how deeply you feel the compassion coming mm. through mm. when you see someone in such desperate need to be freed mm-hmm. from slavery. Yeah. Um, it's like heart completely broken mm-hmm. for what breaks the Lord's. You know, just hearing you say that, it's making me think about when I heard John Bull for the first time speak about that and what when my heart broke for Ghana five years before I even stepped foot there Yeah, um, and how broken I was. I mean, I couldn't stop sobbing. It was yeah. the ugly cry. Right? Yeah. He he just happened to be sitting next to me. I didn't know him. He came. He finished his talk. Came back to sit down. I am still like in another world. Right. And he just leans over, lady. I don't know what your problem is, but it's going to be okay. And I couldn't explain it to him. I didn't know what it was either at the time. But now I get it. Yeah. My heart was breaking. Oh yeah. For what was happening. What I was hearing him say yeah and that's what it was and and i couldn't Mm. oh i have never in my life felt like that yeah and you know what's funny about it it's a deep sorrow Mm -hmm. and yet the hope is so strong yeah Yeah. it's like it built that sorrow builds your faith because you Mm. feel Mm -hmm. god's like anger and Mm. his passion Mm -hmm. and his you know his push Mm. You, 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 and you, you, I, I can't explain it, but it's like when people say I'm fearless, mm-hmm. that's because of mm-hmm. that. It's mm-hmm. because I'm so broken and yet I'm so passionate yeah. and so sure yeah. that God will yeah. change this. Because you hear him say, it's going to be okay. Yeah. 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 Walk with me. It's going to be okay. Yeah. All right. We'll be right back. And thank you for listening to Abolition We'll be back with more Abolition Radio right after these messages. Welcome back to Abolition Radio, where you are invited to join the fight against human trafficking. And welcome back to Abolition Radio, the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails. We're chit-chatting about taking a trip to Ghana. Woo! In the studio today with Stanley Osei. And I, you know, one of the things that I realize as you've brought up Ghana every year is, you know, you've had this heart and I know how I am. And so I've kind of been running a little bit because when you've invited me to go to Mm -hmm, Ghana, because mm -hmm. I know how I am. Yep. And once I get yep. there, yep. I'll be like, oh, you're going to be like me, not want to come I'll, home. I want to come back. I'll be like, yep. honey, can we do a remote first lady status? <laughs> I'll come on the telepresence or on the, <laughs> on the video conference. And be like, no, get home. Get home, girl. Especially <laughs> when you do your first church service. Oh, oh, yeah. I get it now. I get it. So I've done some mission work in Jamaica. 
And I remember the first time that we had church service there. Um, and I don't know if there's any similarities, but I'm going to just describe it. Uh, it was in a tent and um, the people did not play with it. Mm-mm. And they went in and they worshiped freely and they were Ooh, yes. so grateful mm-hmm. and they wow. celebrated. Mm-hmm. And wow. so just something you might not know about me, Stanley, but I'm a dancer. I'm a singer. Ooh, I play yeah. instruments. Mm-hmm. So I'm like Donna, all Donna about go. Yes, they would. I'm all about just express it. Yep. And 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 then when, you know, the freedom that the Lord provides, it's like, whoa. And so for me, that was I felt like I was at home mm-hmm. when yeah. I when I got there. I was like, OK. I know I'm African-American, but like right now I'm just African. So seriously, I was like, I just felt like I was I was with my people. And it was uh, it was a very like um, it was a very spiritual experience Mm -hmm. in that, you know, that that attachment to a a history that unfortunately as an African-American person, I I don't know that Mm -hmm. I don't know that experience. Mm -hmm. Not that we don't hoop and holler in our uh, black churches in, in yeah. the U.S., but it's it's a different yeah. thing. Yep. And yeah. you become acquainted with your lineage and, and your... It's mm-hmm. a mind shift. That's what happened to me. Yeah. It's, it's a mind mm-hmm. shift, even though the church I grew up in was definitely not like that. It was the staunch thing. Yeah. But I've come in my walk with the Lord. I've come to experience, you know, the, the black freedom. church, like yeah. you mentioned, yeah. the, the freedom in that. But I got it when I went to Ghana. I got it. I got why the black church is the way the it way is. The way it is. Yes. Yeah. I it's got part of it. our, our history. Yes. Can you see Stanley, Vanessa at yes. Praise and Worship um, <laughs> in, at Corm at, at Refuge I, Church? I totally see that. Wow. That, that would be amazing. It would be amazing. She would she'd be passed out the way on the corner. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. It's a long period of time. Oh, but yeah. I like that, yes, too. It, I'm not somebody who needs to break out of church right. at, at, at noon. I'm not yeah, one of those. No, no, no. no. I, can, I know how to pack some Ritz crackers in my purse, <laughs> and yeah. I'll be good. <laughs> yeah. You know, do you do they do that in in Ghana? Do, do pa- they, pack some crackers? No, you no. just starve until <laughs> church is over. <laughs> Stanley, okay. no, you gonna have to find me some snacks. <laughs> oh no problem about that. Oh my goodness! So off topic. Yeah. Anyway. No, no. I'm just saying. You yeah. said long a long yes. service. Yes. And, you know. And and that part's not that's not a problem. But I mean, oh, it's yeah. just a rich. It's rich. And then, oh, this re- this reminds me. So there was one moment where a pastor was saying, Holy Spirit, and it was so hot, so hot. And he said, Holy Spirit, um, pour, pour out your rain on us. Mm. I kid you not, Stanley, Benita, mm. this flush, this stream of water mm. went down onto the top of the tent. Wow. And began to spray wow. on the side of the tent. Wow. Physically. Wow. I said, oh, that's it. It's a wrap. I'm done. <laughs> it's powerful. I, and I didn't know any, I didn't know anything about my prophetic calling at that time. Mm-hmm. I had no awareness of I, it was like that was scary to me because I had I, I I didn't grow up a Christian, Stanley. So I, I didn't have any awareness of mm-hmm. what any of this stuff. So I wasn't scared. I was amazed. Mm. And when I saw that water come down and spray off the mm-hmm. side of the tent, I, I said, "Uh oh, God is real. Yeah. Uh oh, <laughs> something is going on in here. Wow, wow. 
I remember thinking, I'm going to go and look at the top of the tent and see if someone's up there yeah. with a bucket <laughs> spraying wow. stuff down. Yeah. Or so, like, you know, yeah. because you're just in amazement. But there are different yeah. experiences. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. that's powerful. Do you play any instruments, Stanley? Or do you do you sing or? I I love to sing. I love to worship. Not um, like great, and that's the thing about getting worship. Like everyone is singing. Everyone, yes. Like one person like forming. Right. Right. Everyone gets into it, and I enjoy that. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, I've not learned to play an instrument yet. Well, guess what, Stanley? I I was asked to bring my violin this last time, so I got to to play during worship. It was. Oh, you did. It was awesome. Oh, it was off- awesome, and we—I wow. work with the children for the anniversary for uh, the. Oh yeah, yeah we did yeah, yeah, Joseph yeah. and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. I assisted, assisted directed that with Autumn. Wow! So that was really, really cool. That really, really will cool. be some combination there, Autumn and Benita. Oh. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, this wow. has been a treat today. Yes, this, thank you. This thank has you. really been a treat. Yeah, I feel so refreshed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I'm so hopeful for the future. Yes. Yeah. yeah. See yeah. God at work. Yeah. So we've got some things we need to follow up on. And uh, Stanley, um, let's just say a, a quick prayer for him. Yes. As he as he goes and he ministers to the young men there. Father God, we lift up our brother Stanley and yes, we Lord. just stand uh, in agreement with you about who he is in mm-hmm. you, God. And we we stand on your promises over his life, over his child's life that's to come, yes. over Brittany's life, God. I pray that you would use them mightily to minister yes. to the young men at that campus, mm-hmm. at the ranch, God. I pray that you would uh, allow him to be a light. He may not know um, how to be a teacher, but he knows the teacher. Mm-hmm. And I pray mm-hmm. that he would be given the words to say and the directions to be effective, uh, to, to, to be, uh, maybe a walking epistle God as he goes, um, to minister to those young men. I thank you for his life and I look forward to what you're going to do, uh, with protect and with, Mm -hmm. uh, Ghana and all the various things that we talked about today. We commit it to you in Jesus name. Amen. 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 Thank you guys so, so much. Thank you, Stanley. All right. We will be right back with another session of Abolition Radio. We'll be back with more Abolition Radio right after these messages from our sponsors. Welcome back to Abolition Radio, where you are invited to join the fight against human trafficking. And welcome back to Abolition Radio, the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails. So we've got something to be really excited about. As many of you know, we are one of the co-sponsors and supporters of SB 1227, uh, which is um, actually was presented to the health uh, commission um, committee rather uh, this past week. And it's actually going in front of the Ag- education committee for review uh, in the on the 19th of April at one thirty, And so we want to ask all of you to come out and, um, and be present, uh, be a voice that uh, represents that you're standing in solidarity with us as we uh, really push to get this bill passed. Um, this bill will actually require that children in California and um, educators in California receive 
um, uh, human trafficking prevention education uh, and uh, and specifically around sex trafficking and labor trafficking. And I'm ha- very pleased to share that uh, it passed the health committee. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this past Tuesday, which is amazing, you guys. Um, we 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 only had one very slight opposition, um, and it was main, mainly because of the inclusion of labor trafficking, which is not in um, the jurisdiction of uh, the uh, child welfare um, department, um, uh, directors association, CWDA. But for the most part, we had the um, California District Attorney Association um, gave a, a, a letter of support, the Office of the Attorney General, obviously. Uh, we also had um, several, um, we had the California Teachers Association and unanimously 365,000 teachers uh, gave the thumbs up and endorsed the bill. So this thing yes. is going and we just need... Um, you know, we need to be uh, really mindful and present about this education committee again on April the 19th, one thirty at the state Capitol. Reach out to me if you need more information, Vanessa at love never fails us.com. Great, great, great. That's, that's just so exciting. Yes. So, so exciting. We have um, a plethora as usual of other events happening here and around the Bay area. And I want to start with on the April, Thursday, April 20th, we will be having our uh, monthly volunteer orientation, and that will be at 22580 Grand Street in Hayward. And so if you are interested in volunteering and learning more about Love Never Fails, come out to that. But also on that night, for those who have already maybe gone through the volunteer process. Um, if you're interested in mentoring, our, for our mentors class begins also that night from seven to nine and contact mentors at loveneverfailsus.com if you're interested in that and get all the information there as well. Also, outreach this month will has been moved to the 22nd of April, the fourth Saturday instead of the third Saturday since it is the night before Easter. So San Jose, we will be in San Jose on April 22nd and uh, look out for a notice in that regard as to where to meet for training on that evening. Also, uh, Stellium will be having Music of the Spheres event at Grace Cathedral. You can get your tickets for this event. Um, Grace Cathedral in San Francisco, it begins at 5. So go to stelliummusic.org to check out things there or Music of the Spheres in San Francisco. Also, um, on June the 2nd and 3rd, no, excuse me, the 5th and the 6th, um, Saffron Strand will be having their annual homeless conference there at the Richmond Auditorium. Feel free to um, check them out at, at saffronstrand.org to get more information about their conference as well. Anything else, Vanessa, that I might be forgetting? No, I think that's it. Uh, we do want to invite you to be one of the million ways that we solve mm-hmm. human trafficking. Uh, and so we're asking for a donation of $1 a month. And if you can do more than that, that's great too. But $1 a month, $12 a year, you might be thinking that's not very much. And it's kind of a hassle to go and sign up with, with, uh, PayPal. But imagine if we had a million people. That's why we said be one of the million. 
if we had a million people that signed up, we'd have $12 million mm-hmm. a year. So we could do prevention education, so we could do a housing, so that we could do mentoring at scale. And these are the things that we need your help on. Um, and and we can't do this alone. And, and God has carried us a mighty long way. So we're, we know we're going to get there. Mm-hmm. But um, if you really, if you have it on your heart, come and, and be in agreement with us mm-hmm. financially. And tell somebody. Yeah. Get yeah. your get your community. If you just ask 10 people in your group, $10, $12 a year, um, how much of an impact would that mm-hmm. make? And they did 10. Right. And they did 10. Right. Um, so, uh, I want to encourage you to go ahead and do that and also like our page, Abolition Radio. And if you became a million, uh, one of the million ways, note that on our page. I signed up to mm-hmm. be one of the million ways. So That'd we can thank you. We mm-hmm. really appreciate all of your prayers, all of your support. Um, and then of course, you know, like all of our pages, we've got a variety of them. <laughs> Love Never Fails. We have Love Never Fails 5 on Twitter. We have a Twitter feed. Um, that we'd love you to jump in on. Um, LNFY Cat. LNFY Cat. Mm-hmm. Um, we have uh, Project Look For Me. By the way, we are looking for a leader of that. So if that's if you feel like you're called to help support um, looking for missing children, love to help uh, have your help there. So reach out to us. But most of all, we want to make sure if you haven't heard it before, we want to make sure that you know that you are loved. Thanks for joining us this week on Abolition Radio. We trust that you've been inspired by these stories of hope and survival and that you'll accept our challenge to get involved by contacting us at abolitionradio.org, by liking and sharing our page on Facebook, Facebook slash Abolition Radio, or by making a contribution directly to Love Never Fails. Abolition Radio is the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails, which is a donor-supported, nonprofit ministry that Vanessa founded as a way of directly impacting the lives of young people who are trapped in or at risk of becoming involved in sex trafficking. This broadcast needs your involvement and support. To find out more, simply go to abolitionradio.org and click on Love Never Fails. Today's program was brought to you in part by Case Industries and with major support from the staff and membership and donors at Faith Fellowship Church. Our theme song, Courage to Believe, is by Justin McRoberts. Hear more about his passion for justice and art at justinmcroberts.com. And this is Dave Naderhood. On behalf of Vanessa, Benita, and the whole team at Love Never Fails, thanks for listening. And thanks even more for taking action to help set captives free. You're in the neighborhoods we live in You're in the ones we're passing by You're in the ones we call our neighbors And the ones who still sleep our eyes Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency Knew all the government's dirty secrets He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.